0: You're listening to the Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to our message today, and that we hope you check us out online at TahlequahUMC.org. I was in my first appointment. I was looking for a um, book study to do uh, with um, the great churches of Calumet and Red Rock, and we were looking for something to do, and, and out came this New book, well, it was new then, it's not so new now. Three Simple Rules by Reuben Job. This book had a pa- profound impact on the way that I have tried to live like Jesus and try to um, be in ministry by living by the general rules of the United Methodist Church by doing good, doing no harm. Staying in love with God. This book has made a huge impact on my life. And so when I was thinking about what to do after Easter and, and putting together a sermon series, um, I had a great plan in mind, but, but it wouldn't have fit for what we need to talk about today. And so I was thinking and praying, and, and this book came to mind, and it was quite obvious that this was a good book for us to dive into for three weeks. And so I invite you to, if you can find it, um, if, you, if you like to buy digital books, um, you can find it in the digital books. Um, uh, it's, it's usually there. It's Three Symbols by Reuben Job, And we actually have extra copies. I have I have about probably 10 to 15 extra copies that I would love to get to you if you want. Um, I'd be glad to arra- make an arrangement for you to come pick up this book. It is such a great read, and I would encourage you uh, to, to take a read into it. So before we dive into our scripture lesson today, Let's open with a prayer. God of love, and the reading of your scripture, may your word be heard, and the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known, and in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. And all of us gathered here and there, and every. receive what the Spirit is saying in the reading of the Scriptures. Our reading for today comes from Paul's letter to Colossus, Colossians 3, 1-17. through Listen to these words. Therefore, if you are raised with Christ, look for the things that are above where Christ is, sitting at God's right side. Think about the things above and not things on earth. You die, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed within Him glory. So put to death the parts of your life that belong to the earth, such as sexual immorality, moral corruption, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry, The wrath of God is coming upon disobedient people because of these things. You used to live this way when you were alive to these things. But now, set aside these things, such as anger, rage, malice, slander, and other obscene language. Don't lie to each other. Take off the old human nature with its practices and put on it the new nature, which is renewed in the knowledge by comforting to the image of the One who is created. In this image, there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all things in all people. Therefore, as God's choice, holy in love, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Be tolerant with each other. And if someone has a complaint against anyone forgive each other as the Lord forgave you so also you must forgive each other. And over all these things put on love which is the perfect bond of unity. The peace of Christ must control your hearts a peace into which you were called in one body and be thankful people. The Word Christ must live in you richly. Teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks to God the Father through Him. This is It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Reuben Job this week, he has this great line in the opening uh, paragraph of of his chapter this week. He says, the first rule is do no harm. It's not so complicated. When practiced, it works wonders in transforming the world around us. If we practice doing no harm, if if we lean into and and try to be like Jesus and live with that that knowledge of trying to do no harm, we can change the world. And Sometimes that's by understanding our actions have consequences. Sometimes that's understanding that how we interact with this world um, and how that can make a difference in people's lives and, and being aware of those things that may be causing harm that we're unaware of. Sometimes it's as simple as hitting delete before you post. Sometimes, attempting to practice doing no harm, we're not aware of how we are doing harm. So we have to be aware of that. We have to be open to the opportunity and the possibility of of our actions and and how they do have consequences. And we should strive to do no harm. It's not something that we're going to be able to perfect today. You're not going to to perfect it right now. It's something that we continually practice. It's something that that we have to continually work on. It's something that that the more we practice it, the more we're aware of it, and the more that we become aware of the harm that we can cause. And what what a season to be talking about doing no harm when we talk about safe social distancing and the practices that we practice. We still need to continue to wear a mask when we're out in public so that we don't cause harm to ourselves and harm to our others because we don't know if we're carrying the disease and we don't know around us who may be carrying the disease. But if we practice just safe and social distancing, washing our hands, doing all these things, we can try to minimize the effects of this pandemic. So how do we really practice doing no harm? I think it's as simple as listening. Sometimes we get so caught up in the everything that we want to respond. And, and sometimes people, even if we disagree with them, they do want to be heard. And if we practice listening, we can get to know the other so much better. And yeah, if we disagree with them, that doesn't mean we have to believe them, but we can still love them. And we can still care for them and see them as a child of God. Paul Tillich, in his book, Law of Power and Justice, wrote these words. In order to know what is just in a person-to-person encounter, love listens. It is its first task to listen. No human relation, especially no intimate one, is possible without mutual listening. And some of you may have seen me post this, and and that line was actually reshaped and and re-quoted as, the first duty of love is to listen. And so if we challenge ourselves to listen to people, we can begin to practice what doing no harm looks like. And most of the time, we just need to self-filter I can think of the times that I've caused problems or or headaches in my life if I I would have just said not anything, if I would have just listened, if I would have just hit delete, I could have kept something happening. When we listen to another person and we see them as a child of God, it challenges us. But it's okay to disagree with a person. It's okay to disagree, and, and yet, yes, you can still love them. And, you know, we should never cause harm to people because they're different than us. At least that's how I was taught. I didn't even grow up in a Christian home. That was a basic rule for us. Treat people how you want to be treated. And no, you it's the golden rule what if we practice the Platinum Rule? And the Platinum Rule says we should do unto others the way that they want to be done to them. So in other words, you treat people how they want to be treated, not how you want them to be treated. And that requires listening. That requires us to be aware of our actions and inactions. And, and yeah, that's a lot of work, but, but when we think about it, we, we have to open ourselves up to how we can do no harm and realize that sometimes when we think we're helping someone out, we're actually causing more harm and twisting that knife a little more because they may be dealing with something that you're not even aware of because we're not listening. We're not paying attention. If we open ourselves up to listening and to loving to being aware of our actions and inactions. That's how we practice doing no harm. And it's not easy, because we get caught up. We get caught up on our vision and, and what we want. We get caught up on how things ought to be in, in our world. But but that's not really what God wants us to do. God wants us to work together. And, and to not worry about the things that separate us. But realize that we're together in Christ. I love the line in today's scripture reading that there's neither slave nor Greek, nor Jew nor Gentile, that we're all together, but Christ is all things and all people. we got to put on compassion, humility. But we can't do that just by having it be our way. We have to be willing. To submit ourselves to God and allow God to work on us through us. And that takes a great deal of listening and being aware. I love this line in, in the book this week, in the chapter this week. It, it reminded us that when I'm determined to do no harm to you, I lose my fear of you. And I'm able to see you and hear you more clearly disarmed of the possibility to do harm, we find that good and solid place to stand where together we can seek the way forward in faithfulness to God. Job's words here just so powerful. When we strive to do no harm, and we pay attention, we do lose the fear of the other and you are able to understand people more clearly. When we open ourselves up to listen, we can find that place where we stand together and we can move forward, living the way that God called us to. I'm reminded of this other story that I came across this week. I came across this really great story. It's about author and leadership coach uh, Tim Sanders tells the story of a young man named Steve who was challenged by one of Sanders' radio interviews. He said, Steve resolved to visit each of his employees, all six, who he had not seen face-to-face in over six months. And even though they worked in the same building and on the same floor, Steve wanted to tell each of them how much he appreciated them and name one specific thing they did well. So after a visit from Steve, one of his software engineers, Lenny, presented him with an Xbox gaming console. Steve was taken aback by this gesture, as he knew Lenny had taken pay cuts over the last year. Lenny explained that his mother had died the previous year. He became become extremely depressed. He bought a gun. Lenny continued to say that, I started a routine every night, eating a bowl of ramen noodles, listening to music, and getting the gun out. That lasted for months. But in the last few weeks, I kept getting closer and closer, Lenny remarked, and then you, Steve, came into my cubicle and put your arm around me and told me you appreciated me because I turned all my projects in early and that helps you sleep at night. He also said, I have a great sense of humor and you're glad that I came into your life. And that night I went home Ate my ramen, listened to my music, never got the gun out. It scared me silly for the first time. And all I could think about is what you said, that you were glad I came into your life. And so then that next day, I went back to the pawn shop and sold the gun. And I remembered that you said you wanted an Xbox. So for my life, you get the Xbox. Thanks, Boss. We never know how we can make an impact on people's lives. But if we open ourselves up to listening, we can change the world. If we open ourselves up doing no harm and being aware of how our actions can cause harm. We practice it a little bit better. We dive a little more. We grow a whole lot more. It's not easy. Doing no harm is probably the hardest thing to do, and I really would have been nice if it started with doing good, because that's easy, isn't it? But if we practice doing harm and are aware of our actions, we can live into what... of today, that whatever you do, whether it's church or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and give thanks to God the Father through him. And those are important words to live by. And Job concluded this chapter this week, he said, to do no harm means that I will be on guard so that all my actions and even my silence will not add injury to another of God's children or part of God's creation. And so church, I want to encourage you this week to practice no harm. But I want you to know that you're not alone. That there's a whole cloud of witnesses attempting to do the same thing. So it'll be okay. Practice doing no harm. Practice. And we'll get right. We still have a lot of work. So first, do no harm. God of love, come and fill our hearts with your peace. Come and love us and care for us. And be with us in every step and every breath. We know that you are with us and we are not alone. So help us practice doing no harm. Help us to love our neighbor. By listening and being aware. Help us to share love. Not by hitting sin, but hitting delete. Help us be aware of our words. And Lord, just help us do no harm. Because if we're going to make your kingdom real and a reality in this world, in this time, in this space, We need to do that, to do other. So Lord, be with us in this time and space. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Talacol 1st United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the message, and that we hope that you come and check us out at talacolumc.org. Thank you, and we hope you have a blessed week.